Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry About the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and I am so sorry that I treated you all much like many of the men on the dating apps, and I just ghosted you. I totally ghosted you last week. Usually, if for any reason I have to, like, not do an episode, which I have to say, it's a little ironic because I was looking back at, you know, good things that happened this year, and I was like, you know, I was really consistent with the podcast. I think there was only, like, a couple weeks that I missed throughout the whole year. And then I went missed last week, which, like I said, normally I like post something and I give you a little insight on Instagram. But instead, I just said nothing. I left you all. And I feel really bad about that. I'm really sorry. I was just in a tough place uh, last week. Obviously, to no surprise to anybody, I wasn't feeling good. And then I was really tired and I wanted to go to the Sharks game. I'll talk about that more later on the podcast. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm going to record in the morning. I've done that several times. I kind of like it. It feels like morning radio again. And then I woke up Wednesday morning and I just really didn't feel good. And I didn't feel myself um, at all. And I just felt really off. And I was like, you know what? I just can't. And I just went into a little bit of hibernation, isolation, which I thought I was just like, you know, normal sick. But uh, it turns out I caught some sort of flu, cold, hybrid, whatever the fuck is in the universe right now. Of course, I got it. Um, I am struggling. Um, I have used an entire roll of toilet paper in one day, like not even a full day. Uh, just blowing my nose. And I'm sorry, I sound a little nasally. I'm like trying to sound better, but we're just, we're getting the nasaliness. I blow my nose so many times. I just didn't even know it was possible. And I just feel like, honestly, I think there should be a limit on how many times you get like a cold. You know, I feel like I've gotten so many colds this year. And of course, there's science behind that, right? Like, of course, maybe I've been sick this much in like 2019 and I forgot because we were so closed up. Listen, I didn't love COVID. I hated isolation, blah, blah, blah. You know me, I'm social. It killed me, all that jazz. However, what was nice was I did not get sick this often and I barely leave my house anyways. So like, I don't know, maybe I was being smited for going to the Sharks game. I have no idea. But um, anyway, so I haven't been feeling super good and yeah, I totally ghosted and I feel bad. But I promise to come back with a really good episode today. So I thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with my crazy. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. It's it's like much of what I talk about from this year. I think gratitude has been such a big theme for me this year um, with a lot of things in my life, but especially my friends and my listeners who are the same uh, that that are so understanding of all the things that I've had to go through this year. And I really cannot say enough how much I appreciate it. I'm going to talk about it a lot in next week's episode because next week is the like end of the year episode, which is so fucking wild. Like, can you believe Christmas is this week? Because I can't and I did it and I am very panicked about gifts. And you know me, I like egged everybody out. So I've only got like a few gifts to buy and I've only bought two of them. So there's that. Um, we'll f- We'll figure that out later on. But this was kind of my like panic week, you know, And I kind of planned out my weekend in in a way that I was going to get all the stuff done last week. Last week I was sick. This weekend I had to cancel everything. I was literally did not move from my couch from Friday at like noon until Monday morning to like just move to my desk. And the only movement I really had besides that was like going into my bedroom to bed or going to the kitchen, get water. Like I was, I wanted so badly for this not to be a long-term thing that I've been trying so hard and I have to give it to myself. I think, you know, in the list of accomplishments from this year, I think me being sick, I've handled it a lot better than I used to. I used to be like, now we're powering through. And I'm like, no bitch, you sit the fuck down. Like I, I really tried to power through Saturday night because I was really excited. Um, One of my girlfriends is moving and I was throwing her this kind of like surprise going away party. It was really small, just a couple of our friends. And I had like a signature cocktail and I had all these snacks and I was really excited and ended up having to cancel that. And then there was supposed to be like a family little like brunch on Sunday and I had to miss that. And I Sundays when I lost it, I like cried 
a lot. That's not true. I cried every day. I don't know what I'm talking about. I've literally cried so much. I didn't even know it was possible, but um, I should because it's been the year of tears. But anyways, I still managed to entertain myself. I have a lot to talk about. Um, I, you know, got to watch the Harry and Meghan documentary. So, you know, I'm going to give my opinions. But first, I'd like to uh, just make this blanket statement that I think was funny. You know, I know when I am trying to like re-enter my bad bitch era, when I start listening to specifically the Hollywood's Bleeding album by Post Malone. Like this is when I know I'm like, okay, bitch, it's time. Let's like we've been crying a little too much. And I'm like mentally it's not even like I think to myself, okay, let's hype ourselves up. Let's put on Hollywood Bleeding. It's like suddenly I just I I like to listen to my songs on shuffle a lot. And so when I stop at one of those songs, I'm like, okay, she's trying. And when I'm really putting in the effort, I will ask Siri to play me specifically um, Die For Me, because that's one of my favorite Post Malone songs of like all time. It's one of my favorite Halsey songs of all time. And I was listening to it again. This one like came on and I was like, okay, this is how I know. And I was laughing at myself. Like, why does this Post Malone album equal me trying to get my shit back together? I have no idea, but whatever. And he has this line in the song that like cracks me up so much. And I feel like it's not talked about at all. And it should be. But he literally talks about he's like, remember that time I almost went to jail? And he literally says, at least when I was in jail, I got some privacy. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine that someone in your life is so fucking annoying that you'd rather go to jail than deal with them? That's wild. If a man ever said that to me, I would die. I would absolutely die. That would be just like the biggest diss in the whole world. But of course, my favorite part of that whole song is is the Halsey part, which I... Listen, I have said this before and I'll say it, say it again. I, I did memorize it this year and I did perform it for Friends of the Podcast, um, Courtney, Danielle and Kevin. So I really, you know, that's their experience to tell you about. Um, however, I I think one of my favorite parts of that song, because I was listening to it today to get hyped again, because like I said, she, when she comes out of her crying era, she needs to put that energy somewhere. And um, one of my favorite things is that she says, uh, you don't have to say I'm crazy because I know nothing's changed. <laughs> And the way I want to like, I wish I had hotter Instagram posts. You know what I mean? Like, listen, I post cute pictures. We all know this is a part of like me building up my self-confidence and whatever is like taking all these pictures and all this stuff. I just like, I wish they were hot because I would use this caption. However, I don't really dress hot. I, I think I dress cute. I think I dress fashionable. But I don't know if I'm like a smoke show. You know what I mean? Right now with my nasally talking voice and my hair that hasn't been washed in a couple days, maybe. I don't know what you're into because I don't know if that won't do it for you. Maybe it's the fact that I have to stop this podcast every five seconds to like blow my nose. But um, anyways, I just have so much to tell you. I I know you all would have understood. I know you would have understood if I was like, okay, I got to skip another week. But I just can't. I can't. The World Cup happened. You know, my sick ass woke up for that. Okay, and let me tell you a little something, something. When I talk about dramatics in sports, OK, there's nothing quite like soccer, football, whatever you want to like put that as. However, the World Cup is like the center stage of drama. And just when I thought it was like, OK, whatever, because listen, I started watching, of course, at 7 a.m. on my deathbed. And my first thought was like, wake up, France. Like they were boring me. Honestly, they were boring me. And if you were like, actually, I didn't come on here for a sports podcast. Listen, I'm going to explain this to you in a fun way. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give you what you need to know. Okay. So first of all, France was asleep. They were just kind of kicking the ball around and like, you know, Argentina was getting all up in their grill and I did not have any stake in the game. I was going for Croatia. They already got kicked out. And then of course there was America, but you know, mixed feelings. So anyways, we, (laughs) I'm kidding. Uh, so anyways, okay. So no stake in the game, but I like to be going for the team that I think wants it the most, because that to me is the most important thing about sports is who wants to win. That's like, that's what you're seeing. Who's got the heart in it. And I'm like, you know what? France is snoozing right now. So, okay, whatever. I'll join this messy hype. So messy is like, you know, the star of the show. Messi playing on this, you know, field was like a very big deal. This is his retirement season. He's well liked from what I hear by people. He's a short king. We love that. Tis the season. And, you know, this was like a very big deal. This was like not in the controversial way, but in the 
excited glee way of Leah Michelle being on like Funny Girl. You know, this was like a big deal for the Argentinian people and people around the world who cared. So, wow, this is cool. Now, come to find out, because then you're just like, okay, we're just watching Messi and like this is his season and we're all just like, okay, this is great. However, the drama gets turned up like a whole different fucking level, okay? Because not only are these two teams playing for like the World Cup, there's this other trophy called the Golden Boot, which the first time I heard it transported me back to like a frat life. And I just felt like, is this where they chug a a beer out of the loser's shoe, right? No, this is a coveted trophy. This is a big deal. And turns out that the guy on the other team is neck and neck with Messi for this golden boot. So the golden boot is like the person who scores the most goals during the World Cup. And we have the two people who are neck and neck for this playing in the same game. Oh, the drama. Because you're like, it doesn't even matter. Like, it matters. Like, they... Like, you can win one and you can lose the other. What, you know? Because then Messi scores. And then this this is how we find out. This guy comes back. His name is Mbappe. That is how uh, Google Translate did that for me. So hopefully I didn't fuck that up. But anyways, so he gets a goal right after Messi's. And that's when this whole golden boot thing comes up. And I was like, oh, I am tuned the fuck in. I was like, this shit is juicy. And it didn't disappoint. Because soccer, if I have to give you my honest to God opinion, one of the things I can't stand about it these days is like the flops or whatever. And you would think, Ashley, you love drama. So watching a grown man fall down and start crying should be your creme de la creme. It just happens every fucking second. And I'm like, can we speed this up? I want to see who's going to win this golden boot. So this shit's going like back and forth, back and forth. And you're like, you know, not only are you like, who's going to win the World Cup, but who's going to win the golden boot? These two guys are competing against each other in the same game for this. Oh, my God. The tea. Bright hot bright hot. So anyways, France decides to wake the fuck up now. So now they're kind of going back and forth. And then listen to this shit. So we're getting down to the end here. And I believe if I remember this correctly, that Messi is like in like we're like Argentina's winning. He's winning the boot. Now the France guy comes in and he gets to score another goal. You know why? Because of a motherfucking handball, a handball. Like that has to be the most embarrassing thing ever, right? Like a handball. And if you don't play sports at all, never played soccer, sorry, specifically, like you can't touch the ball with your hand. And this guy, it's not like he smacked it down, but it did hit him, him in the arm. And I'm like, what a way to go down. Like, at least when you get a penalty kick in the box, like make somebody bleed for that. But no, this motherfucker just did a handball. And I'm like, oh, shit, this like Messi's about to lose this golden boot title because of a handball. Like, and that's exactly what happened. So then this thing goes into like shootout, which personally was boring to me. I was like, ah, I don't like that we ended it this way, but whatever. And it ends up that Argentina wins, but France got the golden boot. So it was like a win-win, I guess. But honestly, this was just at the end of the day, we all know what this was. This was a win for the short kings. I don't know how tall Messi is in real life. However, when he's standing next to his players, it was a significant drop. And I think that 2022 has been the year of the short king and it has its champion now. He has a uh, a trophy. He won. And it was just so, so dramatic. And I loved every fucking minute of it. Also, I saw this TikTok and I feel that it's important for us to talk about because at the end of the game, right, like you know, the wives are all down there fucking gorgeous as shit. Messi's wife is hot as fuck, first of all. And they have three kids or two. Honestly, I don't know. There were so many kids running around. But there was a clip of Messi taking pictures of his wife with the World Cup trophy. And it was like, listen, if your man can play 120 minutes of soccer, because that's the other thing that's wild to me is like they go over and then they just keep playing. I'm like, you could not pay me to run for 20 minutes, let alone 120. Like what in the fuck, okay? So this motherfucker played the whole goddamn game, okay? This bitch was not subbed out, like scores all these goals, makes history in his last season, and he still has time to take Insta-worthy photos of his wife. So next time your boyfriend tells you, I don't wanna take pictures, excuse me, if Messi can do it, Anybody can do it. So this is a sports recap with Ashley. I hope you enjoy it. I think that they should hire me to come and talk about the messiness of of the games because it was juicy. 
And that guy's retiring. And the most important part of this whole story, actually, is that they showed old pictures of Messi. And it is true. I think men really do get better with age. Because let me just say, early Messi pictures, it looked like he was wearing a literal toupee. Like, I don't know what the fuck was going on with this man's hair. It was very shiny, but too shiny, where you're like, hmm, is that hair? And then you see him now and you're like, damn. Like, Okay, so congratulations to people who care about Argentina and we're really into this. I'm kind of sad it's over. However, I am motherfucking ready for the Women's Cup. So on Sunday when I was on my deathbed, I decided to also, you know, finish my day after the drama of the World Cup. I was like, let's continue this drama theme. And I decided to watch the Meghan and Harry documentary on Netflix. And listen, you have to it takes a minute to adjust to the fact that they call each other M and H or Meg and H. The H nickname in general, it was took me a while to process because I'm like, okay, XOXO gossip girl, like what? However, you guys, I'm embarrassed to tell you how much I cried during this documentary. Like, and and you might be thinking you watch it and you're like, what? At what points were you crying? All of it. All of it. This was the best Hallmark movie ever written. And we literally just watched a love story transform in real life like literally you could not have written a movie better than what actually happened to them and it's like so fucked up on so many levels like literally you you really have to watch it if you haven't I'm gonna spoil a couple things because I just like I can't but one of the things like the underlying theme to me was just kind of like this was a really interesting view of a of a normal relationship like a lot of the things that they were worried about actually are like normal things that everybody's kind of worried about but just like magnified for example harry talks about how when he was looking for somebody he was like am am i ever gonna find anyone who's gonna want to put up with me and all this and all my crazy and listen i know that his crazy is way bigger than my crazy but the amount of times that i myself have thought this this is the reason that i sometimes stop dating and I get freaked out because I'm like, is anybody really going to want to put up with everything? Like, is anyone going to want to put up with like the hospital visits? You know, I love my family, but my family's got stuff too. (laughs) like all that shit. Like, you know, like there's a lot that comes with being with me. Right. That's what I'm thinking. And then here's Prince motherfucking Harry. Right. Like, hello, gorgeous ginger. And you're and he's like, is somebody am I going to be worth it? I'm like, you're Prince fucking Harry. And, and he was. But when you're looking at it, it's like, yeah, there was a lot of shit. But who cares? Because she loved you. And at the end of the day, that was it. Like she never talks about even wanting to leave him. Before she talks about wanting to like leave him as a wife, she talks about maybe wanting to kill herself. You know what I mean? Like that part wasn't even on the table. Like how crazy, not crazy in the way in the form of she's crazy, but in the way of like how crazy is love? Like So that's why I think that you should just, you know, in watching this, I was like, well, just be yourself and put your shit out there when you're dating, because guess what? Like somebody is going to fall in love with you and they're going to take it all. And if you're with somebody who's not really willing to put up with your shit, then they're probably not the right person. That's really what I learned. But it was just so crazy. And then you're kind of you're kind of like, yeah, I mean, Megan having to deal with, um, you know, crazy in-laws, is that not something every girl deals with? You know, I mean, I and not to say just girl, because like, you know, guys, too. And, and of course, like whoever your partner is, I'm sure you have issues with the in-laws. Like, I feel like this is a universal thing that in-laws are difficult to deal with. And I was like, listen, Meg, babe, I know a lot of girls have been right there with you. But it was just so crazy to me to see. Wow, this is a normal love story that had the same issues that we experienced just amplified. There's a second half of it where you're like, oh, my God, but this girl got her shit wrecked, wrecked, absolutely wrecked. And you're like, how? How did how did we let this happen? How as a society did we like let this girl just get an ass beating of a lifetime? Megan did nothing wrong. And it's crazy to me just how happy she like was before this when they show her life before and she was all good and like she just fell in love and she's like here's somebody who shares my passions and like that wasn't enough we had to crucify her for what for absolutely what and like it it was crazy to kind of hear her talking about like the stuff with her dad and like oh my god like how heartbreaking I just kind of always thought that they must have just had a bad relationship the whole time like it didn't cross my mind that she was ever close with him. I always just thought, oh, this is another like a Britney Spears where like, you know, 
he like she gets famous. So then the deadbeat dad shows up like one of those stories. But like she was close with her dad and he just fucking abandoned her for like what a picture of him doing a workout. Like it was just so unbelievably insane. And, you know, I think that personally over the last couple of years with these documentaries, I've learned so much about the media and it may seem really grateful that I've kind of like moved my platform away from like a significant gossip. You know, of course, I'm still going to like tell you the tea and tell you what's up. Right. But it was more like, okay, you know, for example, the next story I have coming up is about Lana Del Rey. And it's not like scandalous in this way of like your, you know, like it's not a Perez Hilton article anymore. You know, it's just like a funny fact that like she would probably laugh at, too, you know. Um, and I think it's important that we like start looking at celebrities this way because and, and public figures, because we are really destroying their lives. We really are. And for what? Like, because they wanted to be an actor. Like, don't you think they have enough trauma of like having to audition a bunch and do all that shit that we don't really need to crap all over them? Like and this idea that they're famous, we put them on this pedestal so we should be able to take them down is absolutely insane. And it's just there were so many small and big important lessons in this documentary that I really cannot recommend enough sitting down and watching it and really like seeing it with a clear, open vision and like an open heart and all this shit because, oh, my God, I mean, it literally I cried so many times, not only of like self-realization things, but mostly I just felt so bad for Megan and I just wanted to like jump through that screen and give her a big old hug and then also in the end I just felt so happy for her because I was like you know what they really went through all this together and their love survived and like now they get to be happy and like that does not come without sacrifice like it is not easy to you know for Harry to leave everything that he knew for Megan to to leave that as well like you know she liked it and, you know, to have to distance yourself from your family for your happiness is like not an easy decision to make. So like I just I just felt for them so much. And then I was crying happy tears at the end for people I don't even know. I don't even know these people, but I was like, I'm just so glad that they're happy. Um, so, yeah, it was it was really I think it's really worth the watch. And let me know what you think whenever you do watch it. Real quick on the celebrity subject, I, I just have to tell this Lana Del Rey story because I think it's the funniest thing in the whole world. So she has a new album coming out. And so she decided to buy just one, just one billboard to promote this album. And you know where she put it? In Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is the home of her ex-boyfriend. In her ex-boyfriend's hometown, she just put up one, one billboard just so he would have to see her and regret his fucking life choices. And honestly, this is why, like, rich people should be petty. You know, entertain the rest of us. Like, do the things that we dream of doing. You know what I mean? I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Like, just put a hot-ass picture of myself being successful in front of my ex's house. For sure. For sure. That's amazing. And I love to see it. And I just thought that that level of pettiness deserved to be on the I'm Sorry What podcast. Because that's, like, really what it's all about right there. Um, <laughs> also, so in my little TikTok corner, it's been a minute since I have, like, jumped into this. And let me tell you, I got trapped by another TikTok fortune teller. And she really, like, threw me for a loop. Because, first of all, I was already kind of out when she came on and she was like, listen, some of you are going to swipe past this and some of you are going to claim it. And I was like, you know what? Fine, bitch. I'm going to claim it. I'm, I'm getting in here. She almost lost me multiple times. First of all, she was like, the letters B and J are going to be very important. And I was like, absolutely not. We've already, we all know we're not supposed to fuck with J names. Been there, done that. It wasn't a good time. Um, but, you know, who? whatever. I guess I can't rule anybody out. And then she was like, August 11th is going to be an important date. Or she, no, she just said August 11th. And I was like, is that the day we're going to meet? Because I was like, it's fucking December, bitch. Like, it's really, we're out here in December. It's the middle of winter. And you're telling me like, hey, just so you know, like, you're going to be good. I just, just don't even try until August 11th. Bitch, relax. But then she was like, that could be an important day. Maybe it's a birthday or something. And I was like, you know what? No, I can't. Like, listen, I don't know. I have a lot of friends who are Leos and I love them. However, I like to be the star of the show. So like what would happen if I had another star of the show in my own relationship? I don't know. 
I don't know. That sounds scary. So anyways, that's all she said. Um, She also said it could be a wedding date. And I was like, I'm already out here. Like, bitch, I'm getting married in fall. Like, don't fuck with me. So anyways, I'll check in on August 11th next year um, and let you all know what happens. Also, there was a guy complaining on TikTok. So this guy is like a chronically single little bitch. I love his page. He makes me laugh. I don't remember his name, but he pops. It's not someone I follow, but like when he shows up on my For You page, I'm like, I will watch this, you know? Uh, so anyways, he was complaining about being the only single person at a white elephant party because he was like, this is supposed to be for gag gifts. And I find out all the married people are being like Alexas, you know, and shit like that. And he was like, I'm so annoyed with this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, you're missing the opportunity here, actually, because here's the situation. When you are the only single person, nobody expects you to have your shit together. Like, and why not just play into that? If I'm showing up to a white elephant party, which we already know I don't want to be because I've already talked about this, and I'm bringing like a literal bag of sliced white bread, which was, trust me, one of my thought processes for a gift. And then I am seeing all these married happy people in there and I get to go home with an Alexa dot and somebody with a husband gets a loaf of bread. Good. They have a husband. They're fine. Embrace the fact that you can get away with that. Oh, my God. The funny, single, quirky one brought bread and left with a fucking Maserati. Like, good. Take the win. Oh, we love the holidays. And I know, I know everybody's telling you where you should shop. But guess what? I'm going to tell you, too. I think you should shop at Kitsch. Listen, they have such cute stocking stuffers. And I'm picturing it in my head. You go get yourself a chic little stocking and you fill it with the ice roller, the towel scrunchie, the satin pillowcase will fit in there, the hair curler. They've got these little body soaps that are super cute and I'm sure smell amazing. Like there are so many good gifts you can get and it's so simple. Get them all together, one big order. And then guess what? Because I'm Santa's little helper and I'm going to ride my reindeer right into your savings. I'm going to give you a 15% off discount. Ashley Sleek 15 at checkout. Get 15% off your order and it's going to be a perfect gift for the holiday season. So you can shop the link in my bio on Instagram at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's, of course. Happy shopping. Due to the fact that I'm like suffering and can't breathe, I was going to skip the Ask Ashley this week, but I got a really good one and I felt like I needed to do this now because we all know what's coming up. Christmas, which means we are going to be seeing some ass ton of engagements like tis the season between Christmas and New Year's and Valentine's Day. It is like engagement season, right? Which honestly, I don't know if we ever get out of engagement season, but it does feel like we get a lot of proposals right here and that can cause, you know, a little bit of jealousy or whatever, you know, for us people who are not married, right? Or not engaged. So here, here's the question I got. I'm experiencing huge engagement slash marriage envy. I thought I would be engaged to my boyfriend of six years already. What advice could you give to a girl waiting for the next step? First of all, I think there's really something important here about comparisons. And I know that we're like, you can't compare yourself. You can't compare yourself to people. You are going to compare yourself to people. Okay, it's going to happen. It's natural. But the important thing is, is that I think there's a little bit of good that can come from comparisons, right? I think without it's it can be really detrimental if you let it take over. But in the same way that, you know, comparison can make you feel bad, I actually think comparison can actually also make you feel good. And it's not in the way that you might think, because I think that for me personally, my best versions of myself, the things I love the most about myself, like I saw somebody else doing that and I wanted to be like that. I saw a girl who was, you know, my size on TikTok posting clothes. And I thought I caught myself thinking like, I wish I could be like that. But why can't you? right? Like, why can't you? And I think when you look at other people's relationships, I think there's important things to be seen in other people's relationships, right? For example, you know, I was seeing when I was with Jimmy, I was seeing, you know, my friends and relationships with their partners who would like drop everything and come to weddings or like, you know, I remember specifically I was in um, a wedding for my girlfriend Haley and my my friend who was in the wedding she had literally just started dating her boyfriend. Like, I don't remember how long they were together, but it was like not a not a year, you know, and he 
dropped everything he was doing. I don't even know what he was doing that day. And he like picked us all up sandwiches. And I was like, that's the kind of like, that's the kind of shit I'm trying to see in my own relationship. Right. So that's all to say that, like, sometimes instead of looking at it as a comparison, you can be like, actually, like, that's something that they're doing that I like. And I'm going to take it. I'm going to apply that to my own life. Right. Stop saying I wish I was more like that and just start being more like that. Right. Now, all that advice does not help in this scenario because you're waiting for an engagement. But this is just for me to say, because I'm going to go into like the negativities of comparison. I just wanted to give you like the right stuff. Nobody knows your relationship like you. And nobody knows those other relationships like those people, right? Some people are ready to get married right away and they both know it. Some people are like just want a little bit more time to get there. But I think where we get stuck is thinking that everybody's on the same path and everybody's on the same timeline, which we're not. We absolutely are not. And no one way is the correct way of doing it. You know, for example, for me, I thought I was going to marry Jimmy, right? And I wanted to and all this time. And so I thought I could be married at the age of like 28, 29, right? And it turns out that I couldn't be. I couldn't be, right? Like it didn't happen for me at the same time as friends that I know that met their partners like in college and they were ready to grow together. Me, I wasn't ready to grow with another person because I needed to grow on my own. Like I wasn't I wasn't at the growth point where I could actually grow up with somebody. I needed to like figure my shit out. Right. Everybody's different. And like these are people that I grew up with. Right. But they were ready to get married and I wasn't, you know, like I thought it was, but I wasn't. And they were. And so we're just on totally different paths. And it's hard when you feel like, OK, I'm there. I'm at the path. And why isn't it happening for me? Like, what is what is wrong with me? What's wrong with my relationship? And I think it's just that, you know, it's two different issues. I would I would say, look at it. And are you are you really ready to get married? Or are you just like we've been together six years? So don't you think we should be? You know, which is like. Maybe it's not that you really, really want to be married right now. And it's more like everybody else around me is getting married. We've been together so long. Everybody's asking me and I feel like I should be. Now, if that's not the case and you're like, no, bitch, I'm fucking ready to be married. Shut the fuck up. The thing is, is that's between you and your partner. And when you see other people getting married and being engaged, yeah, of course, there's going to be a feeling in you that's like, ugh bitch, like, where's my diamond? You know, that happens to all of us. And I've said it on this podcast. It's happened to me, too. But for me, I don't let it take my life because in that moment, I think, okay, I'm gonna let myself be a little bit jealous. But would I rather sit here and be jealous for myself or would I rather muster up this energy and be excited for my friend? Because that's the thing is like it's energy, right? It's energy that that's coming to you, that that's putting it into you. It's this jealousy is energy. And now you get to decide what to do with it. You felt your emotions. And where are you going to put that? Because, you know, some of our reaction is to put that in an angry place. And now we're mad at our partner and we're like, what the fuck? Why haven't you proposed? So-and-so is getting married and they were together way less time than us, blah, blah, blah. blah. Or you can take that energy and just be like, I'm going to be happy for them. Even if you don't know them, even if it's someone on Facebook, then you can just, you know, say to yourself, hey, I'm happy for them and it will happen for me when it's supposed to happen. But I do think that marriage is like such an important conversation to have with your partner. And if you've had the conversation with your partner, you're both on the same page, you know, it's like, you know, you've all you've talked about marriage, it's going to happen. Then, babe, I would just say sit back, relax when you're feeling jealous, you know, have a tool prepared, you know know that like, okay, when I see another Facebook post, I need to go for a walk or I need to call a friend or I need to scream into a pillow. And then once you've done your tool, take that energy and just put it towards being happy because there's absolutely no reason for you to be tormented in your happy relationship just because it doesn't look the same as someone else's happy relationship. So I hope that helped. Um, I get it. It's normal. I think any person out there like men, women, um, you know, however you identify would say that they've been in this scenario before where they have, you know, especially with relationships, especially with marriage, but just in life in general has looked at someone else's life and been like, I want that. Why can't I have that? 
In reality, it, it it's just about looking back and, and being happy for yourself and happy of the life that you built. You've been in a relationship for six years. That's a huge accomplishment. Like, you know, that that's a great thing to look back on. I'm sure that you, the two of you have had to grow so much. I'm sure you've had your own accomplishments. And I would just focus on that. And when it's your time, it will be your time. And all those people that you were so excited for are going to be that much more excited for you, right? If they're the good people in your life and you gave them all that good energy, they're going to be giving it back to you. The worst thing that I think you can do, honestly, as somebody who's like been in a wedding a million times, is the worst thing that you can do is let your emotions ruin somebody else's day. You know what I mean? Like if you're having your jealousy moment, even, you know, the day of like, Go out, take a walk, take a breather, chug a mimosa, but be fucking quiet. You know, it's not your day, unfortunately. And one day it will be your day. And you would not want somebody sitting in the corner crying because they're not getting married. Right. So we don't give that same energy off. I'm sure that's not what you were doing. But, you know, just know it's normal to feel jealousy, but it does not have to overtake your life and it does not define your relationship. Um, so speaking of relationships, I did go on a date. I know it's, but listen, I skipped a week and I'm sad because I had a good date on Sunday. And I didn't even get to tell you guys. I have no fucking idea what to give him as a nickname. His bio said that he was a short guy with jokes. So it is my incline to call him a short king, but I just feel like it's too much. You know, he also, um, works as a bar and restaurant manager. So when I was telling my coworkers about it, um, they were just calling him the bartender, which I was like, do I want to save that nickname for when I like hit on a bartender? But I'm like, Ashley, no. So for right now, I'm just going with the bartender and uh, we'll see what happens from there. But anyways, so I, as I have mentioned so many times that you guys are annoyed that I was like, I'm going to take this break from dating. And I really, really was. I had only been, um, I had one like match that I was talking to and it was this guy and um, kind of like when I went on the date with that therapist, like months and months and months ago, I remember being like, OK, I don't think I want to date anymore, but I was already talking to this guy like I kind of want to see it through and then I'll just, you know, delete the app. So and it ended up going really well with that therapist back then. And I was like really glad that I did that. Like I had a positive experience with him. And obviously, like we know it didn't work out, but I was really glad I went on that date. So I was like, you know, history has shown that this ends up being a good thing. So I decided to keep talking to him and I asked him where he worked and he was like, well, I can't tell you that until we meet in person. So I was like, okay, let's meet in person, you know? So we ended up meeting for brunch on Sunday. Um, This was like not this past Sunday, the Sunday before, before I like caught the fucking like 12th flu or bullshit that I've gotten this year. But um, so we went to, I gave him the option of going to Water Tower Kitchen. I was like, here's a couple spots. So he agreed to come out to me, which was nice because he lives in Oakland. And um, I was like, we could go to Water Tower Kitchen. We could go to Flights or we could go to, I can't remember the other one that I mentioned. I think Moe's all in downtown Campbell. And um, he picked flights and I was like, oh, my God, is it a red flag that he didn't pick Water Tower Kitchen? And my cousin's like, maybe it's a good thing. And I was like, you're right. Maybe I should stop bringing guys to the same restaurant. Like maybe that's maybe this is an indication of a fresh start. But anyways, he was just so fun. Like I laughed a lot. And I the way I told my friends, I was like, this is probably the best first date I've been on since my first date with Jimmy. Like my first date with Jimmy was so fucking epic that like it's it's not it's like it was great for different reasons. I mean, obviously the fact that I didn't know his name for so long, but we went to like the Giants game and Saki bombs and like, it was a very epic date. But as far as like conversation wise, like this was a really great, like first date from like a dating app, you know? And I just like, it was just a really good rapport. And like I said, I laughed so much and it was really, really great. And I'm so glad that I went. My outfit was so cute, by the way. I wore a black mini skirt with like a blue chunky sweater and I was wearing tights in my boots and then like a cute little black bow in my hair. And I was like, oh, she fucking did it. And I got to and I got there early and then he ended up accidentally going to the wrong flights. And so he was going to be late and he was like, I feel so bad. I'm like, eh, whatever. And he made a reservation, which, you know. And so I was like, well, he made a reservation. I don't want us to lose it because it was Sunday morning. So I was like, it's probably going to be busy. I was the only person in this restaurant. 
I was the only person in this restaurant. So I just was drinking my mimosa flight by myself. It was so embarrassing. But I was just like chatting with the waitress, like, you know, called like sending my friends pictures of me and then like called my cousin and it was great. And so anyways, uh, we had we had we just really ended up having a great time. And he just told me he's like, you know, I'm so like this is just the worst time of year for me. And as you can imagine, working in a restaurant, that is true. And so um, I hadn't we hadn't made plans to see each other again. And he was like, you know, I he's like, I will be so annoying and pestering with texts like as soon as the holidays are over. And I was like, no, it's fine. Like, whatever. And I left. And at first I had immediate anxiety where I was like, oh, my God, I like him. I'm going to fuck this up somehow. Like, oh, shit. And then I quickly like relaxed and just you know, remind myself, I let myself have my spiral because I need to. And then I just remind myself like, you know what, Ashley, like if this guy likes you, it's just going to work. Like that's the truth. And if I can give anyone dating advice right now, which I don't know if you want it from me because I'm 30 and single, but like I going through the dating apps, the best thing I keep reminding myself is that like, you know, if he likes me, he likes me. And I don't, I don't need to be anybody else. I don't have to act like anybody else because like, Uh, This is who I am, you know, right? So anyways, this leads me into this great, great story. So, okay, on Tuesday, I really wanted to go to a Sharks game. It's been a minute. Um, I just like I love that I can Uber to the Sharks game. Like this is my favorite part living in in the South Bay. And I really wanted to go. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to be bold. So I text him. I was like, oh, what are you doing today? He's like, today is my only day off. He's like, I got a bunch of laundry to do, chores, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, well, I was like, I'm just wondering, I, t- I know you're busy. Please don't feel obligated to say yes. But my friend backed out of the Sharks game with me and I have an extra ticket. And I just wanted to see if you wanted to go. Just want you to know that at this point, I did not have tickets to the Sharks game. I just made this whole story up, hoping that it would just like work out for me. And he was like, oh, my gosh, normally I would have like jumped at the chance. But, you know, I'm so tired, which I get. And honestly, like I know some people are like red flag. If you wanted to, you would. It's like, shut the fuck up. I would. I am so glad that like that mindset's already not a part of this, because for me, like I don't I don't believe I don't subscribe to the like you have to kill yourself and sacrifice and do everything and can't take breaks in order to impress somebody or like be a good friend or be a good boyfriend or whatever. Like I as long as you have like great communication and you're there for me when I need you to be, however that is, like that's what I'm looking for. So it was great communication, you know, and I still talked with him all day. But then I was like, shit, he's going to ask me how the game was. And I can't be like, first of all, I can't admit what I did. Okay, it's too soon for me to be like I was being crafty. And then I was like, you know, if he asked me and I'm like, oh, I couldn't find anyone to go with. I don't want to look like I don't have friends. You know, I don't want to lie to him like that because like, listen, he might get excited and be like, this bitch doesn't have friends. Then what am I supposed to do? What 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 about all 12 of you who are going to like come hang out with me? Like, well, you know, I can't lie to him. So anyways, I called up Australia, friend of the podcast, OG, bestie, best story of all time, because Australia is actually for reals going back to Australia. And I am genuinely devastated. If you don't remember Australia or you're new to the podcast, once upon a time, my first time, well, not my first time out, but this is the first, let's just call it what it is. This is the first guy I had sex with after Jimmy and I's breakup. And um, it went down at a Motel 6 in Pleasanton. And I have never been more proud of that situation. And so, um, you know, then we ended up becoming best friends. And I love him with my whole heart as like a best friend would. And so anyways, I wanted to like, we talked about going to a game before he was leaving. So um, I called him. Luckily, he was free. (laughs) So we go to the game together. And this is my favorite story and he hates it, but I love it. I love it. So we're waiting in line for drinks and there's like a group of guys standing in front of us and him and I are like arguing. I don't really remember what it's about. I think it was about drinks and like, you know, who was paying or some shit like that. Right. And so the guys in front of us turn around. They're like, sorry, we're taking so long, which they were taking a long time. But like, I didn't really care. And I was like, it's okay, we're fighting. Like, don't worry about it. And he's like, why did you just tell these strangers that we're fighting? I was like, because we are fighting. So then we get to the bar and he's like, well, make my drink a double because apparently we're fighting. Bartender said something about us being married. He's like, we're not even married. He's like, we're not even together. We're not even boyfriend, girlfriend. I was like, we have had sex, though. So that's fun. And the bartender just stops what he's doing, looks up at me. Australia's horrified. 
just horrified that I just said this. He literally looks at me. He's like, what are you doing? Why did you tell them that? And I was like, what? It's true. I'm like, well, we did sleep together. Like, you know, and like, what a fun origin story for our best friendship. And he's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Leave me alone. It's fine. I thought it was hilarious. And I stand by it. And you know what? We went back for drinks to that same bartender and he remembered us. Would he ever remembered us if he didn't know we banged? I don't know. I don't think so. He gave us great drinks. So anyways, um, the game ended up being uh, really fun with him. And, you know, I just, it's one of those things where, you truly never know like who's going to come into your life and who's going to be such a blessing. And I have to say that Australia coming into my life was one of the best things that could have happened to me. And I know that sounds so dramatic, but like I gained such an amazing friend from this. So, you know, I know that's not what everybody's looking for when they're out dating and you're like, I'm trying to find a husband and then all of a sudden you get a best friend. But like the shit that he's helped me with, like literally I made him read. I had to admit to him that like he was my second ask to this game, you know, and he was like reading the text. And one of the texts from the the bartender was that like, well, now it's confusing because I talked about another bartender, short king bartender, you know what I'm talking about. So anyways, he had sent me a text where he was like, when I talked about him not coming to the game, he's like, I really like you. And he's like, you know, I, I, my schedule's so bad. He's like, but I'm willing to make this work. And I promise I'm going to make it up to you. And I was like, I don't know. What do you think that means? And he's like, I don't know that he likes you. I'm like, he, like, it's just, sometimes you just need that slap in the face, you know? And he's like, this guy's giving you no reason to not believe what he said. So just believe him. And it was a good reminder for me when I get crazy that I'm like, you know what, just take people as they are the same way I'm asking somebody to take me like I believe him. And as far as like, um, you know, short king bartender goes like for me, the way I'm looking at it right now is this kind of worked out perfectly because I really just wanted and needed a break from dating. So, you know, him not really being available and needing somebody who's just like kind of understanding of that and isn't going to be like pissed off at the moment. Like it kind of worked because like right now I'm just kind of enjoying it, which is a different path for me. Like I don't, I'm not overthinking it. I'm not worried about the future. I'm just enjoying it. And hey, like if after the holidays, he really like steps up and we like date and stuff, that'll be great. And if he doesn't, then he wasn't the one for me. And like, that's okay. Like, I don't know. It's really nice. And when I'm ready to like be full back on the apps and back on the husband hunt, I'll be back on it. But for right now, like I'm great. I'm great with where it is. So anyways, back to Australia. I am really honestly, genuinely sad to see him go. We spent a lot of time together and I just got really lucky that I had such an amazing best friend um, that I gained and got so close to, you know, we were able to help each other through a lot of like really serious things in our lives. And so this is my deal about shooting your shot. Listen, one of three things is going to happen when you shoot your shot with, with someone that you're into. Like you're either one, you're going to fall in love. You got a husband, great job, mission accomplished, right? Or, you know, Two, it's like you got rejected and whatever. It's a fun story to tell your friends. Like you'll live. It's just like when you fell off your like, you know, tricycle one time and scraped your knee. Like you put a bandaid on it. It might sting for a little bit, but like you move on. It's fine. It's just a funny scar that you tell people about. Or three, which just so happened to work out for me is like somehow you end up with like a best friend. And you have a connection with somebody that like you didn't know. Because I very strongly believe in the ability to have guy best friends. Obviously, I've talked about that many times here on the podcast. And um, I grew up with a, such an amazing support system of guy best friends. And I I fucked that one up on myself and like didn't stay as connected as I should have. And I missed them all the fucking time. And having Australia in my life is just a reminder of that. It did help that he was an ex-Mormon and my guy besties growing up were Mormons too. Um, not ex, they're still in it. But um, anyways, I just, I just wanted to say that you never know what's going to happen. And I just feel like I got so lucky in meeting this guy and getting a best friend for life that like, go ahead and shoot your shot. Okay, so for the I'm Sorry What moment of the week to wrap up this week's podcast, listen, this might be like a little bit of a niche, but I don't know if this happens to everybody, but like I'm really tired of um, the whole like voluntold 
thing or just like being volunteered for something on the spot in front of everybody. Like, can we start a society where we don't fucking do this shit anymore? And this might have like just been something that happened at work that I just like really, you know, sprung into a lot of anger. But I feel like when you are someone who's social and like upbeat and has this loud personality, like a lot of the times people take that for granted and they're like, well, this person will just like do it. And I was in a meeting like I've been so fucking sick and I was in a meeting and someone was like, we are doing this group like project. They're like, well, Ashley will lead this. And I was like, no, I won't. And I was not nice about this. I'm kind of worried I'm going to get talking to about it, Um, but I'm sure I will. And I was like, absolutely not. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm sick. I don't feel good. Like, please ask somebody else. Like, I don't want to do it. Like, I'm like barely breathing right now. Like I would love to call out sick at work, but I'm quite literally out of sick time and I like have all this shit to do. So like, you know, no, I'm not calling out sick. And like, I just think it's really awkward to put somebody on the spot. Like, you know, they can't say no. Like, I just think that things should be just a question. And guess what? If you're this person who's loud enough to like volunteer someone else, then you should volunteer yourself. You know, I wasn't the highest leadership person in that group, so I shouldn't have to do it. Like, listen, I I am not high on that totem pole, so I don't understand, like, why I need to do anything. You know, I just should get to show up and participate, like, as far as I'm concerned. So, um, you know, I'm a team player and all that shit, but, like, that's the thing. It's, like, I try to be a team player and I help whenever I can, and that is showing me and everybody that when I feel good, I will volunteer and I will help people. So if I'm not volunteering myself already, then like, don't volunteer me. Like, I'm sorry, what? It's hard sometimes being so unbelievably gorgeous and like outgoing that everybody just wants you to do everything for them. And it's like, bitch, take a number. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm just kidding. But seriously, I just feel like I hate this whole like involuntary like ask and you're just the pressure is just so much. And I just... I'm sorry what it annoyed me. It annoyed me. So I brought it to the one place that I know will accept me for all of my annoyances right here on the I'm Sorry What podcast. (laughs) I just love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm so sorry for ghosting last week. It was a really tough week and I just felt like I like to be my true and authentic self on here and I knew I couldn't be. I just knew that I couldn't be last week and I'm so happy I'm back uh, this week and next week will be an awesome 2022 recap episode if you can believe it like so absolutely wild to me that that is like already coming up like we're gonna be in the new year and I'm really proud of everything from this year I'm really excited to talk about it And um, thank you so much for going on this journey with me and listening to the podcast. Please like, comment, subscribe, and download. Uh, I I love you all so, so much. Um, Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a very Merry Christmas if you celebrate. um, And, you know, uh, enjoy uh, all the good family and comfort time. And and be careful because there's a lot of fucking flus and shit going around, okay? Okay, bye!